discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. great wisdom. Thank you for great revelation through your word, Lord. Thank you for blessings working upon our lives this morning to your glory. We receive your word with meekness and with gladness, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places. Now, if there's anything thing that I'll say to you that is so important if there's anything that I'll tell you to focus on okay for your personal life for your ministry for what God has called you to do for your family for everything that concerns your life if there's anything I'll tell you to focus on are you ready to hear what I'm going to say I'll tell you to focus on the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Okay? I'll tell you to what? To focus on the Holy Spirit and on the Word of God. Now, before Jesus left, so I'm talking about the Word and the Spirit. That's my subject for today and then for Sunday, for next Sunday. And then in December, I'll give you some other um, things that you should focus on. Okay? Yeah, if there's anything that is so important in this world that you should really give your life to, really give your attention to, really give your focus to, is the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. So important. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if there's anything you're supposed to focus on in your life, how many of you want to live a good life, a beautiful life? You know, because that's what God has designed for you to have a good exciting beautiful sickness free poverty free disease free stress free okay peaceful enjoyable life irrespective of what circumstances you find yourself in hallelujah that is what god has designed for you and i if you read in John chapter 10, verse 10, it's one of my favorite scriptures in the, in the Bible. The thief cometh not but to steal. Of course, that part is not, is not a nice part. The thief, thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, isn't it? But I am come, this is Jesus talking, says, but I am come that you might have life and have it to the full or have it in abundance. The Amplifier says, I've come that you might have and enjoy life. That was why Jesus came. He came for you to have life and, and enjoy life as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, 
Jesus' coming was for the purpose of taking away sin and bringing in the new life. For the purpose of you enjoying life here on earth before you depart into the next level. Okay? So God would want you to live a good, beautiful life here on earth. If you read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says that, For we are his workmanship. It begins by letting you know what we have become. By virtue of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, we have become God's own workmanship. The word workmanship is poema. That's a Greek word. And it means God's best poem. God's best. Out of all the things that God did, man, you and I, the new creation, is the highest, is the best of God. Can you imagine? It's the best. You are, you are the best of God. You are God's best. Can you imagine that you are God's best? Tell your neighbor you are God's best. Tell the other neighbor you are God's best. For we are his workmanship. Okay? We are his workmanship. Let's read the Amplified of it. It's also very nice. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. Can you imagine that you are God's... So if you think that God doesn't like you, God is telling you that I made you. Why, why would you make something you don't like? Who spends hours doing something he doesn't like? You don't... On a normal... I mean, unless something's wrong with you upstairs... You know, you will not do something you don't like for hours. Do you see? God spent time to create you. I'm not talking about creation from Adam. I'm talking about the new creation. So he says, for we are, his, we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, his best. Recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. There are some Christians who don't like these things. There are Christians who feel that they should struggle in life. They should go through the mail. They have to suffer. They have to go through the desert experience. There's something wrong with you. Why do you want to go through a desert experience when the God who created the heavens and the earth and recreated you has decided that you should enjoy life? You see, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Let's be serious. Some people say, oh, let's, let's make sure we are, we are serious in the church. We don't want any problems. Listen. God wants you to have a good life. He wants you to have a sickness. Charlie, sickness is not pleasant. Though. Have you been sick before? Or have you had anyone who had a terminal illness around you? And had to be, you have to take the person to the hospital all the time. You have to take care of the person. Your life comes to a halt. I know a lady whose life has come to a halt because of her mother's sickness. Yeah. She can't go anywhere. For years and years, for about four years, no movement. Because of her mommy's illness. Sickness, is said, is from the devil. It's demonic. It's not from God at all. And you should not entertain it at all. Just last night, I was just, you know, um, going through some statuses on WhatsApp. And I saw one of our ladies here whose uh, cousin has died at age 35 out of cancer. Is that correct? It's not correct at all. Now, the cancer did not announce itself. Cancer is such that it doesn't announce. We, we don't know. As you're moving around, then you go to the hospital. Something, I'm feeling a pain here. They go and check. Cancer is in stage 3. What kind of nonsense is that? Stage 3 means that you have just stage 4 and then you are dead. They can tell you you have six months to die. 
You have three months to die. You have one year to die. Can you imagine knowing that in a year you will die? In six months you will die. I mean the torture. It's not a small thing. It's not a small thing at all. So, God has done what he's supposed to do in Christ. There's nothing on God's side that is supposed to be done. If you read in 2 Peter chapter 1, it's very important you understand these things. Okay? If you read in 2 Peter chapter 1, from verse 1 to verse 3, you see what I'm talking about. 2 Peter chapter 1, from verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith will ask through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So if you're a Christian and you think that you don't have faith, he's telling you that you have obtained like precious faith. The the faith he had is the same faith you also have. Can you imagine? So you shouldn't be, don't be a Christian who is now looking for faith all over the place and saying that if only I had faith, this sickness can leave me. If only I had faith, I could prosper. If only I had faith, I could live a good life. No. God says he has given you the the like precious faith that he gives to everybody. If you read in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, I'm just talking to you, okay? Can I talk to you? It's very important you understand these things because life will throw things at you, I tell you. And if you don't know what you have become, if you don't know what the word of God says concerning you, you are in trouble. It doesn't matter which organization, which church you are in. Makes no difference. When the sickness comes, it will not come to the church. It will come to you. When the poverty comes, it will not come to the church. It will come to you. When the challenge comes, it will not come to the church. It will come to you as an individual. So if you have not equipped yourself with the knowledge you require, with the information you require for your life and for your godliness to live the life God has given to you, you will struggle and you will die in the church and we will bury you. I tell you, I don't know if you like my message. Yeah. So there are those who say, oh, I, there are people who, they are children of God who like to say, I associate with this man of God. Like, I have, the, I have his number. He's my friend. He's powerful. He's a very powerful man of God. Brother, sister, it is not about that. Oh. It's not about that. Oh. When you are dying, no matter which man of God prays for you, if your faith is not functional, you will die with the prayers of Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. With all the prayers and with all the whatever, you will just die and go away. Because it doesn't work like that all the time. There are two aspects of, um, of how things function in the kingdom of God. One aspect is through his servants. Okay? For instance, you can receive healing by virtue of someone else's faith, by virtue of the servant of God's faith, or his prayer. It's called the gifts of healing. Okay? Gifts of healings that God gives to his servants to help the body of Christ. It's actually not supposed to be like that. It's not really for the body of Christ, but because of a lot of people's uh, immaturity, it has become for God's children. But it's not supposed to be for God's children. It's supposed to be for those who are outside the church. <laughs> but because a lot of God's children are not growing to know what they have become and know what, how to deal with issues that come, they are also, they've also been included into that category. But actually, it's not supposed to be for Christians. Can you imagine? Uh-huh. So, you can depend on the gifts of healings of the man of God. Do you see? I can pray for you, for you to be healed. You know, when I pray for somebody for healing, I tell the person it's for two weeks. Two weeks to, a, to two months. God is expecting you to mature. He's expecting you to get to know some things within that period. If you don't get to know it, you will lose your healing. 
Did you know Catherine Kuhlman said that 95% of the people she prayed for to be healed and got healed lost their healing after some time? 95%. Do you know 95%? 95% of all those who had healings in her, her miracle services lost their healing after some time. Meaning that only 5% with all the power only 5% were able to retain their healing. It's not a matter of you receiving your healing. It's a matter of you retaining your healing. Because right in front of that place, you can lift your hand and do what can. Because there's an anointing working. There's an anointing to help you to be free for some time. So that you can put your faith to work within that period. If you don't learn to increase yourself in faith through the word, through the spirit, you'll be surprised. So that is there. But it is not a permanent solution. God expects you to walk in healing, to walk in prosperity through faith in his word. That is the other side. I said there are two sides, right? One side is what the man of the anointing that the man of God brings. The grace that the man of God brings and all of that. That is there. It works. It is there. It works. Okay? <laughs> I just got a testimony before coming to church. I said in... Um, army official who heard about the Sisuin conference gave a thousand cities for God's house to be built and they sent him the, the blessings the prayer of the blessings to, his, to him and he listened to it he fell into trouble with, the, with his superiors last year and he was not supposed to be promoted he was going to be sacked as a last year just after sowing the seed a month or two later he has been promoted to captain it doesn't make any sense why he has been promoted he himself doesn't, he doesn't understand. Like, he's supposed to be in trouble. But they have promoted him. The blessings work. The prayers work. Do you understand? Uh -huh. It is in one category. It works. If you believe in it, it will work for you. That's the truth. If you believe in it, it will work for you. Okay? But, on the other side, after you have received whatever it is that they gave to you to receive, you have to get to the word of God for yourself. You have to get to the Bible for yourself. If you're a Christian who is not into reading the Bible for yourself, you should know that you have trouble. When trouble comes, you'll not be able to stand. And remember, the thief coming not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The purpose of the devil in your life is to kill you. He doesn't want you to cross 70. If you are 25 years now, how many years do you have to be 50? To be, to be, to be 70? 25. So 45. Do you know 45 years? 45 years is a long time. He doesn't want that. If you have 45 years old here on earth, you can do a lot of things. You can change a lot of things. He doesn't want that. If he can kill you at 32, you'll be very happy. Yeah. So he'd want to put some sickness on you. He'd want to create some problems for you. If you don't know the word of God for yourself, you see that it's like some things are not working as it's supposed to. <clears throat> they say life is not straight. You make life straight. You have to make life straight. Do you understand? Even at Kratu Kumasi, it's not a straight road. There are so many curves. If you like, take, put your car on cruise control and take and sleep. You'll be surprised at where, where you end up. I tell you. So, on, uh, uh, what I'm telling you now is very important. It's very, very important. God has done what he's supposed to do. A lot of Christians don't understand this particular thing I'm saying. So, a lot of Christians pray looking for God out there. 
in the atmosphere. Lord, if only you can come down and come and do this for me. He's not coming down. He's already sitting inside you. Because you don't know he's sitting inside you. You pray for a very long time and not have a result. You, you don't know God's address. A lot of Christians don't know God's address. Where is God's address? God's address is you. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 3, verse 16. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, 16. Wow. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? He says, know ye not. Every time he talks about that particular thing, he always starts with, don't you know? Know you not that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Have you seen it? He says, don't you know? Because a lot of Christians don't know. Look at chapter 6, verse 14. 1 Corinthians 6, 14. Go to verse 16. Go to verse 16. Okay. Look at this one. 1 Corinthians 6, 15. He says, Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? He's telling you, Don't you know that your body is a member of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. Next verse. What? Know you not that which joined to an harlot is one body? For two seeth shall be one flesh. Next verse. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Go, go to the next verse. Verse 19 is what I want you to see. That's actually what I want you to see. What? Say what? what? Someone said Nankawat. <laughs> like, know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Have you seen it? Yeah. Which is in you. Which you have of God. And you are not your own. You were bought with a price. Next verse. Verse 20. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Where is God living? Where is God living? 1 John 4 4. Look at 1 John 4 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There's a greater one living inside you. Do you know that there's a greater one living inside you? If you have to spend 20 years finding out the one who lives inside you, spend that time to find out. Because the day you find out, the day you get to know, he's always asking, Don't you know? Are you not conscious of it? Are you not aware of it? That there's someone living inside you. That God is living inside you. He wants you to know that God is inside you. He wants you to be God inside conscious. Not God outside God in the atmosphere conscious. He's not in the atmosphere. God is living inside you through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He's there. He's there. And if God is inside me, what can't I do? If God is inside me, Remember, he says that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. He didn't say only your spirit. Your spirit is for him. Your body is for him. Hallelujah. It's not just your spirit. Your spirit is for him. Your spirit is a temple. He says the one who joins the Lord is one spirit with him. Do you see? The one in 1 Corinthians 3.16 has to do with your spirit. Look at that please. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Knowing not that ye are the temple of God and that the soul of God dwelleth in you. Who is the you he's talking about? He's talking about the spirit man. Okay? The Bible is, is written to your spirit, not to your mind, not to your body. So he's letting you know that he's, that the Holy Spirit is inside you. So in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2. Look at Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. I don't know if you are following what I'm trying to say. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Ah, meaning that, who is the, who is the your he's talking about, he's talking to? He's talking to your spirit to give your body out as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
Who is that your he's talking about? He's talking about your spirit. So your, he's letting you know that your spirit man, you are a spirit being, and your spirit being is in charge of you. You are, you, you are, you're the real you. It's not this beautiful face I'm seeing. There's someone inside. Who, when the, if the person should live, this body means nothing. It's just a container. It's just a container. I, I saw uh, a motorbike accident. Two motorbikes had crashed. I don't know if you saw it. It was all over. Two motorbikes had crashed. And uh, one had two people on it. The other had one person on it. And two of them had died. They just died with the crash. When the crash happened, they just died. And the people around them were trying to carry the body, you know. And as they are pulling, the, the guy is not responding. He's just, he's, like, he's gone. But the body is there. He had his jeans on. His shirt was on. He had his hair. He had some spiky hair. His spiky hair was on. Everything was fine. But the real person who was animating the body, causing the body to move and to move around and talk and do all, was gone. Do you see? Yeah. So you must realize and remember that you are not a body. You are a spirit. And God is living inside your spirit and is living inside your body. Yes, look at the next verse. Verse 12. You are not a mind too. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Meaning that you are not a mind. You're a spirit being, you have a soul or you have a mind and you live in a body. Do you see? Yeah. Huh. So he says that, listen, know you know that the Holy Spirit is inside you. You are the temple of, the, of God, okay? And that the Holy Spirit is inside you. He lives inside you. That is your spirit man. Then the one in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, says, what? know you know that your body... Have you seen it? This one is, is in reference to your body. So he says, your body. Meaning your is different from body. So what know you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which is in your spirit, which you have of God, and you are not your own. For you were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. Your body, God is in your body and in your, in your spirit. But he's not in your soul. <laughs> That is why you need to renew your mind for him to stay in your soul. And have control and dominion over your soul. Please, do you understand? Okay, you are explain as we go on. But what am I trying to say? Everything that God needs to do, he has done. Now, he is expecting you to put what he has done to work for yourself. So, first Peter chapter, 2 Peter chapter 1, what we're reading from verse 1. You remember? Go back there. Simon. A servant, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So grace and peace can be multiplied unto you. How many of you want more grace? He's showing you how to get more grace. How can you get more grace? Get to know more. Of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Get to know more of the knowledge of God. The more you hear God's word, the more grace is imparted to you. The more you learn God's word, the more grace is imparted to you. You don't need to cry for grace. Grace is the easiest thing you can get in your life. And grace is the ability of God working in you to cause you to do things, to be able to accomplish things. If you want to accomplish things, you need the grace of God. Do you understand? Okay. So he says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3. According as his divine power hath not will give, but hath he has given unto us all things. Did he say some things? Did he say a few things? When you are good enough? When you are not doing some foolish things? 
says, according as the divine power has given unto us all things, not some, all things that pertains to life and godliness. Everything you need for your life. All the money you ever need in your life has been given to you. It's not somewhere. It's been given to you already. <laughs> All the houses you ever live in, you ever own in your life has been given to you. All the good decisions you ever make in your life, the righteous decisions that you ever make has been given to you. Because of godliness, godlikeness, living the God life. Everything you need to be able to live the good life has been given to you. And everything you need to be able to live a good life has been given to you. So there's nothing on God's side that is supposed to supply. When Jesus said it, was, it is finished, he meant it. When Jesus hung on the cross and he said it is finished, he meant it. It is really finished. It is really finished. Tell everybody, it is really finished. You, have already, you already have all the healing you need in your life. You already have all the success you need in your life. You already have all the businesses you need in, to, to do in your life. You already have all the jobs you have to do in your life. Everything is inside. I think you should be happy about it. You should be very happy about it. This is the beginning of happiness in, in Christ. Knowing that all that I'll need has been given to me. I don't lack anything. See, I don't lack anything. I don't lack any good thing. I have all. I have all. The Bible talks about how that all things are yours. Whether it be life or death or things past, things present. He says all things are yours. He's not joking. He's, he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. Ask anybody, do you believe the word of God? <laughs> like I said when I was starting, if there's anything I'll tell you, these two things, to take seriously, the Holy Spirit and his word, the word of God. <laughs> These two, they are not things, they are persons. Both of them are persons. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A proper understanding of them. You see, I have a certain responsibility in your life, but I'm not responsible for your life. What do you think? I have a responsibility towards you. I'm your pastor. But I'm not in charge of your decisions. Am I in charge of your decisions? I'm not in charge of your decisions. I'm not in charge of your life. I'm not the one running your life. You are running your life. You are responsible for your life. What do you think about what I'm saying? Or you think it's not true? So if you are going to move from point A to point B, how, how do you do it? I mean, how did you get to church today? Am I the one who came to bundle you from your house and brought you? You came on your own, isn't it? Just as you came on your own, you go on your own in life with the assistance of those who are around you. Your pastor is not in charge of running your life. Always remember that. He's not in charge of running your life. Your pastor is to guide you. He's a guide to help you get to the destination God has designed for you to get to. But he's not in charge of your life. If you don't make a decision to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, your pastor cannot help you. Do you understand? Yeah. Huh? So whether your pastor is present or not, makes no difference. Just hearing his guidance is good enough. So I'm leaving. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean much. 
Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It doesn't mean much. What I said to you is what you should take seriously and do for your life. Because your prosperity is dependent on what you have been told. Okay? So start off by knowing that the Holy Spirit is inside your life. The Holy Spirit is in me. He's not outside of me. The Holy God is inside me. If they are looking for God, where should they find him? They should find, you. They should find him in you. God is inside you. God is in me. Say God is in me. Say it again. God is in me. The Holy Spirit is in me. Do you know it? He says, what? Know you not that ye are the temple of the living God? Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, from verse 14. He says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? Are you born again? He says, You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Can you imagine? Now, what does that do for you? What does that mean to you? Does it mean anything to you? Is it just something you say or is it something you really understand? If you don't understand it, find out. Get to understand. Because we've taught you so many things on, on that. It means you have right standing with God. Apart from that, it means you have ability to tell the devil to get out of your life. Because you have a right standing with God, you have a right standing with the devil to, to tell him to get out and he will go out. Do you understand? <laughs> it means that you have the nature of goodness. Righteousness is the goodness of God. Meaning that wherever you go, you bring the goodness of God into that place. You have right standing with God. God is not fighting you and you are not fighting God. God is not questioning you. And you are also not questioning God. You know you are at peace with God. Please, you understand? You are at peace with God. I mean, when it comes to God, you are not, you are not at loggerheads with him. You are his son. Okay? And he is your father. You settle that in your life. Settle that in your life. Don't let anything or anyone tell you otherwise. This is what God has said. I mean, what God says about us is more important than what we think about ourselves. It's more important than what someone thinks about us or what someone sees about us. It's more important than the circumstances that are around you. What God has said is true. He says, let God be true and let all men be liars. Including you. Hallelujah. Be you not unequally you together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? He's calling you light. Remember, I said I'm talking about the spirit and the word, right? This is what the word of God does to you. The word of God provides you with the information that you need concerning your life. What you have become. I am light. I am not darkness. I am light. Hey, can you imagine if you know that you are light? And if you live that fact that I'm light. I'm the light of God in this earth. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. Let's look at it. Matthew 5, 14. Ye are the light of the world. He says, you and I are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. We are the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. You see, because we have light, we can see. Isn't it? Because the sun is up, we can see. You can move. If the whole place was dark, without, if there was no moon... Even when, the, even when the moon is up in the evening, it's, it's, it's night time, but then the moon is up. The whole place is dark. If you have the light of the moon, you can walk. Isn't it? So long as there's some light around, you can walk. You can function. Meaning that people function. This world is functioning because of us. I am the light of the world. There's so much in it. 
There's so much you can get inside the word of God if only you would meditate on it. That is not your pastor's responsibility. <laughs> I can't come and do the meditation for you. And your prosperity is dependent on your meditation. So whether I'm present or not makes no difference. Whether Pastor Kobe is present or not makes no difference. What are you going to do with what you have been told? They've told me I'm the light of the world. What does that mean for me? Take responsibility for your life. Take responsibility for your life. Don't just live by association. Oh, we are all in the same church. We are all just flowing. We are all just there. No. When your trouble comes, it will not be on everybody. It will be on you. So as much as we relate and you, 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 you flow with people, you talk to people, you interact with people, always remember that after all is said and done, it is you. It is personal. And you need to sit down personally to read the Bible personally for yourself, to have personal results for yourself. It's not a group result. There are group results that we have, but there's personal results that you need for your life. And it will come through the Word and through the Spirit. How you relate to the Word and how you relate to the Spirit. Please, you understand what I'm saying? All that you need in your life has been given. Go back to that place, the other place. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 15. And what concord has Christ with Belial? He calls you Christ and calls them Belial. Belial is, the, is uh, the, the father of devils. He says, you are Christ and they are Belial. What concord has Christ with Belial? That brings me into the revelation of the fact that Christ is in you. Do you see? Christ is in you. You see, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is Christ. And Christ is the Holy Spirit. The word Christ means anoint, the anointing and the anointed one. It doesn't mean the anointed one only. It means the anointing. And who is the anointing? The Holy Spirit is the anointing. So when we say Christ in you, we are talking about the Holy Spirit in you. Please you understand. He says Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he wants you to know that Christ is really inside you. Charlie, it's not a joke. The Holy Ghost is really inside you. And because he's inside you, he is there for the purpose of, for, of your promotion. Because he's inside you, there's, there's this hope of glory, of having glory all the time. Of having glory in your health all the time. Of having glory in your prosperity all the time. Of, of having glory in your job all the time. He's talking about glory here on earth and there in heaven on that day. Excellence, beauty, joy. Hmm? He says, to whom? This is Colossians 1.27. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. In you, where? In your spirit. Christ in your spirit. The hope of glory. Because Christ is inside you, there's hope of glory all the time for your life. I'll never go down in my life. I'll never go down in my life. We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Now ye are the members of Christ. You are, you are the body of Christ. That's first Corinthians. Look at first Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. Do I call your fingers Harry and call your head Beverly? It doesn't work like that. When I say Beverly, I'm, I'm making reference to you, your whole being. So if I'm a member of Christ, if I'm the little toenail of Christ, I'm still Christ, isn't it? Can sickness dwell in Christ? Did Jesus ever fall sick whilst he was here on earth? 
So what is sickness doing in your body? Did Jesus ever fail in his life? Even on the cross, he was, he had, he was in charge. Even was, can you imagine someone has been beaten, battered, mad? His, the Bible says that his face was mad beyond measure. You couldn't recognize him. That this is Jesus. He was beaten and battered and butchered badly. Whilst he was carrying the cross and going. The strength was not even there. So they had to let someone else carry the cross. As they were going, the women of Israel were crying and weeping for him. Then he said, don't weep for me. Weep for yourself and for your children. I mean, who, who does that? Who does that? He was so confident that even in his seeming trouble, he was in charge. Pilate said, listen, I have power to let you go or not let you go. And he said, you don't have power at all unless that which is given to you of my father. Can you imagine? When he came to talking about authority and those things, he didn't spare at all. He didn't spare at all. On the cross of Calvary, when the other thief said, if you are Christ, if you are the son of God, release yourself, free yourself and free us. The other one said, hey, you don't respect her. This man, he has not done anything wrong. We, we are getting our just punishment for the things that we did. We are thieves. We've robbed people. We've killed people. But this man has not done anything. Then he said to Jesus, remember me in your, in your, in your kingdom. Jesus turned to him and said that, surely I say unto you that today you shall be with me in paradise. What? He was in charge. He was in charge. Yeah. So even if there's some sickness in your body, still be in charge. Don't be talking like this. I don't know what I'm going to... Jesus never spoke like that. Jesus never behaved like that. Even when things were not going the way you should, you think that it should go, he was always in charge. He was always in charge. 5,000 people were in his meeting. They needed food. He called Philip and asked him, let's get them food. They said, oh, <laughs> even if it was a whole year's wage, we can't feel this book. The Bible says Jesus himself knew exactly what he was going to do. He knew what he was going to do. He was in charge. Even in the presence of lack, he was in charge. That is the kind of life God has given to you and I. In the presence of lack, in the presence of whatever, we are still in charge. By the power of the Holy Ghost. See, I'm in charge. I will never go up down in my life. I keep going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And higher. Ask your neighbor, how are you going to be in the next five years? How are you going to be? How is your life going to be in the next five years? Are you going to be smaller? Slimmer? Or are you going to be bigger than you are today? I'm getting bigger and bigger and greater and greater and bigger and bigger and greater and greater. And greater. More influence by the years. That is my life. Say that is my life. Yeah. So the word of God gives you confidence. The Holy Ghost gives you confidence in life. Gives you confidence in life. To let you know that the future is bright. I cannot but improve and increase every day of my life. Don't look into the future of sickness and disease. If you look into the future and you see sickness and disease coming, start shouting, no! Start shouting, not me. Not me. I'll be alive. In 2050, I'll be alive. 2050 is just 30 years from now. I'll be alive. In 2070, I'll be alive. I'm not going anywhere. He satisfies his, his beloved with long life. I'm the beloved of God. Therefore, I am satisfied with long life. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's read from verse 3. I'm showing that you are the beloved of God. Always remember what God has said. What has God said concerning me? What has God said concerning me? You will have a responsibility towards yourself. 
to know as a Christian that this is what God has said concerning me. Yeah, this is what God has said concerning me. And you take a hold of it for yourself. You are responsible for it. Do you know that trials and temptations come when you hear the word of God? It's not just when you hear something right now. It's the accumulation of God's word in your life. All the seeds that have been sown in your life will be tested on a certain day. There's a day coming when something strange will happen around you or to you. Now, how you respond is dependent on how you allow the word of God to settle in your life. If you respond appropriately, the word of God settled. If you don't respond appropriately, you have to go round again. That's how it is. Apart from the word of God bringing you that, now keep your finger here. That's it. What I just said is in Matthew chapter 13. We can read from verse 18. Look at Matthew 13 from verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hear the word of the, of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. Never be in this particular category. You can go to church forever and you not have any results in your life. It's not church coming to church that makes a difference. It's coming to church and listening to what has been said and understanding it, allowing the Holy Spirit to give you understanding. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Understanding. He gives you understanding. Hallelujah. I'm trying to abuse your mind of thinking in a certain way. That because I'm in the group, do you understand? I'm, because I'm in the group, so something, there are benefits of being in the group. But after all is said and done, it boils down to you as an individual. That's why the Bible is addressed to everybody. There are no, there are no portions of the Bible that are addressed to pastors. Have you noticed? There are not, there's not, you don't have for pastors only. Open not. Do not open for pastors only. There's nothing like that in the Bible. It's nothing like that. It's for every individual. And every individual must take responsibility. You have to take responsibility for your life. I tell you, how the next 10 is going to be like is dependent on you and your approach to God's word and your approach to God's spirit in your life. That's it. If you are going to go high, it's dependent on your approach, your own approach. How do you, when you open the Bible and you are reading it, do you see it as God talking to you? Or you see it as just a, a book? That you have been told to read. Do you know that your life is dependent on it? Or it's, you feel it's one of the things. It's not one of the things. You must know that your life, your whole life is dependent on it. I pray that God impresses that particular consciousness in your life. Yeah. Being born again, not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, that lives and abides forever. We are born of the word. And if we are going to go for it, we have to go for it with the word. We can't go for it with any other thing. It has to be with the word. Okay? It has to be with the word. Challenges will come. I'm not prophesying doom. If we don't tell you, you will, you will not understand when it comes. When it comes, you should know what has come. What do you do when challenging times? You enter challenging times. He says, I will not fear. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So when you see enemies, start eating. Do you see? But a, a lot of Christians, when they see enemies, start shouting. And start increasing their prayer. Start cursing God. What is all this? I've been serving you for all this while. Why? It says, I will eat in the presence of my enemies. Do you understand? 
Uh-huh. Don't, don't look at the Christian, the Christianity around. You will fall into trouble. You fall into trouble. Listen, be, be sensible, be wise. Allow the word of God to, that, that has given you wisdom to make you wise. Those things do not work. It doesn't go anywhere. You may see one or two results here and there. It's not results from God. They come back every day because the enemies are not dying. You can board the two, you can sad them, you can do whatever you want to do. Forget it. They will still, they will still meow you if they, if they want to. Yeah. Because you have given yourself to them, they will meow you. How do you say that in English? They will squeeze you. Hallelujah. If you believe that somebody can do you, how can you be a Christian and believe that somebody can do you? Do you understand doing? You do me, I do you. God is living inside you. You believe that somebody can do you. So you have a paranoid mind. When you see your auntie, then you look at her in a certain way. This, this, these are my aunties. These are the ones who have been causing my problem. Very soon, you take a gun and go and shoot them. And you end up in prison. That is what the devil wants for your life. He wants you to get to a certain place where you, you feel that somebody is the one doing you. You need to kill the person. Yeah. And then when you do the killing, he will, they will get you arrested. And put you on death row so that you also die. Then your life is finished. You better take the word of God seriously, I tell you. Do you see that? It's, it's God talking to me. This is God talking to me. This is God talking to me. Like I said, it's not just about coming. Getting the understanding. Let's go back to that place. Matthew chapter 13. I don't know if I'm, if I'm helping you in any way. Matthew 13. We're reading verse 18, right? We had gone to 19. And when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understanding not, then come the wicked one and catch it away with that which was sown in his heart. This is he which we see seed by the wayside. He, he, he came for the, to the service. But as the meeting was, the pastor was preaching, he was sleeping or he was not interested. So he would go to church for 30 years. It would just be a religious activity in his life. No change. It is illegal to not have change. As you are hearing God's word. It's not supposed to be like that. You must have change. No matter which corner you are in, you can be the poorest of the poor. If you hear the word of God, it will change your life. It will elevate you. The seeds of God's word will make you wise. It will help you identify what God has done and help you go forward. That is, that is the word of God. You can't say, oh, I've been hearing, I've been in church, whatever. You can be in church for 100 years. It's not the church building that makes a difference. It's the activity that is done in the church building that makes a difference. The word of God that you hear. And taking it, he says, he doesn't understand. This guy does not understand. Because he doesn't understand, the devil, so the devil always comes to church. As you have entered, he's also here. He's finding some people's ears. As the word of God is coming, he's taking it. When the word of God, when we say something, then he will talk to your mind. This thing, it's not important. It's not important. This one who we have heard it. Uh, we don't know even. He's lying. He's lying. Don't mind him. It doesn't work. Check your time. It's just, time has passed. A long time. He's still talking. The devil always comes to church when we come to church. Always. He's here every time. The angels of God are here. The Holy Ghost is here. They are all here. It's a spiritual activity. I tell you. They are all here, assisting in various ways and in various forms. The devil is assisting. The angels are also assisting. Yeah. So you must fight for understanding. That is why we, we speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of understanding. He gives us understanding as, as we hear the word of God. 
the number of directions I've had just hearing God's word, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What to do? I hear what to do. As I'm listening. Just uh, some two days ago, I was watching some message, a set of messages. I spent about four hours watching a set of messages. And the instructions I was getting, it was, I felt like running away from my house. I tell you, yeah, agency was, in, it was injected into me. When Jesus, Jesus has, had preached to the disciples over and over and over and over and over again, spoken to them about his demise and his departure and all those things and the things that will happen, they were not understanding. So in Matthew chapter 24, when he came to them and he saw them, and he was, when they saw, they couldn't even believe still that they had seen him. The Bible says that he breathed upon them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Okay? It's, he breathed upon them and said, You can look for it and put it there. He breathed upon them and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. If you read that rendition in, in John, the Bible says that he opened their understanding. How did he open their understanding? He opened their understanding by breathing upon them the Spirit. As we are preaching to you, the Holy Ghost is here. So as you are hearing the word of God, you should be speaking in tongues or you should be talking to the Holy Spirit within. Give me understanding, Lord. Show me what I need. Show me what to hear. Look at Luke 24, 45. Then we'll come to John 20, 22. Okay? It's the same meeting. One recorded one side and the other person recorded the other side. John recorded, John was a man of the Spirit. If you read the book of John, you should know that you are reading a highly spiritual book. Because the man of the Spirit, he didn't describe Jesus' earthly life. He described his spiritual life with the Holy Ghost. Whenever you hear Jesus saying, in John, you hear this particular statement a lot. My father in me, he doeth the works. Jesus' father, God, was in heaven. Who was the father who was in him? The Holy Spirit. So John is a, is a record of Jesus' life with the Holy Spirit. And his ministry with the Holy Spirit. That is what John is for. Please, you understand? Uh-huh. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John is what? Synoptic Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke is synoptic. And then John is what? John's gospel. <laughs> so his gospel is different from every other person's own. He, he was a, his, his was the last to be written. When he, the people were saying so many things about Matthew, what Matthew, Mark, and Luke had said. So he wrote to clarify things for everybody. Please you understand. Okay. So Luke records this this way. He says, then let's go to verse, let's read from verse 44. And he said unto them, these are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the, in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Okay? So he told them that this is what was said. But if you read, there's another rendition in Mark. You realize that they still didn't understand. They were cast in their minds what these sayings should mean. So what did he do? He breathed upon them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Next verse. That's verse 45. Then opened he the understanding that they might understand the scripture. Have you seen it? So they didn't understand. So he opened their understanding that they may understand the scriptures. How did he open their understanding? John chapter 20, verse what? 22, right? And when he has said this, he breathed on them. Go, go to, let's see what he said. Go to verse 21. And he said to them, these are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you. Is it the same thing that is on the other side? Yeah. Not the same thing? Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Same thing. He opened their understanding so that they could understand the scriptures. How? By breathing upon the Holy Spirit. So you need the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of understanding, to help you understand the word of God. Or else you will hear, it won't do anything for you. You will hear the word, here, here, here. You will just be a Christian moving around. No results. I mean, why do you keep doing something that does not bring results? That is, that's the beginning of madness. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong. A lot of Christians are doing the, they are doing the same thing the same way. They are not getting results. And they don't know that they should stop and find out how they should do it. That is why someone can come and say something and deceive you. Yeah, a lot of Christians have people coming to say something. God is not real. 
on these things, the Bible was written by some people. The Bible was written uh, by men. What was not written by men? <laughs> what was not written by men? Someone said that, how can the Bible be the only reference that you have? It's only one book. That is a very foolish comment. Who told you the Bible is one book? The word Bible is from bibliotheque. It means library. 66 books. How can you say it's one book? It's not one book. It's 66 books. Written by 48 people over 1,500 years. And how can they have a consistent thought? They didn't know each other. Yet they all wrote things concerning similar things without reading each other's books. Can you imagine? You say that, oh, uh, welcome. when we say something, you, also, you always say, the Bible says. What should we say? I say again. What, what, who, who says? You prefer, no, you prefer, you prefer uh, 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 something on Google or, or, or what Muhammad, only one person, Muhammad sat down and wrote his book. The whole book of, the only one person wrote it. How can you trust that? As compared to something that 48 people wrote over a 1,500 period. He wrote it on, within some days. You see, it doesn't make any sense. You prefer something that someone has said on Google. Is that person not a man? Is he not a man? You don't even know where he lives. You don't know his life. Yet you say that is one, that is the one I like. Someone also said that. Now we are our own references. So you you are your own inspiration. You are you just so you are God. Do you think God, do you, th- I don't even know how to ask the question. Oh. Do you prefer God to be like, to be you? Would you prefer God to be you? In your, in your current state? It will be very serious. I tell you. You would have killed a lot of people by now. So it doesn't make any sense. Is it because it's activity? The church is an activity. People just go. They just go. So a Christian, even preachers, can be deceived and go along a certain line and become some way because of what someone has said somewhere. And then you start questioning, questioning what? Because you never got understanding of the scriptures. You need understanding of the scriptures. Okay? Go back to Matthew. Matthew chapter 13. We read 19 now. We are reading 20. It says, but he that receives seed into stony places, the same is he that hear the word. And I'm not, no, immediately with joy receives it. They are also in church. I, they are there. I receive it. Now, there are so many things. I inject it. I, I somersault with it. What are the new terms that are around? I assimilate it. Ah, shulahala. Who shalala? Preach it. Preach it. You are preaching. You are, you are preaching. Teach aside. I want to preach somewhere in a certain church, eh? And someone was, he was saying something. He was saying, push it. As I'm preaching, he said, push it. But then he was saying it in a certain way, push it. I was like, what is that? I couldn't start. I was like, what, is, what are you saying? Then he said, oh, pastor, please just push it. I said, hey. 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 What? Push it. As I'm preaching, he will not listen to what I'm saying. Push it. Push it. Ah. What are you talking about? They are also there. Immediately we receive it. Next verse. Verse, verse 21. Yet has he, he not root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, 
by and by, he's offended. Tribulation and persecution will arise because of the word. I tell you. If you are not wild, there's some wildness that is needed in your life. If you don't say, hey, I'm not going along this line. I'm going along the line of what the word of God has said. <laughs> you, are, you lie bad. You lie bad. So the word of God comes with that. Apart from the word of God coming with that, life itself comes with problems. There are challenges that life will present to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You see that you are not, you are not, you've married but no child. What are you going to do? Will you go to a river God for a request for a child? There are Christians who have gone to river God for a request for children. I know one somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know someone somewhere. Yeah, his mother, even that one, the mother had the first child, but the second one was not coming. Then she went to the river God for the second one. A month after going to do the sacrifice, she's a Christian. She went to do sacrifices, did things and all of that. She was told to do it, so she did it. The following month, she got pregnant. That boy that she gave birth to has been her problem to date. She has remained where she was when the boy turned six to date. She has not gone forward. Yeah, the next thing we are waiting for her is, is her death. Because of that one boy that she gave birth to. I tell you, what will you do when challenging times come? Matthew chapter 7, from verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, then shall I enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. He's talking about doing the will of his Father. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name I've cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Verse 23. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me that work iniquity. Verse 24. Therefore, whosoever, excuse me, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, the ones who hear my word and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. He didn't say I will liken him to a wise church which built his house on a rock. Or a nice pastoral group that built their house upon a rock. It's individual. Amanda, it's you. After all the said and done, it's you. Edward, after all the said and done, it's you. I go, now you. <laughs> Built his house upon a rock. Next verse, verse 25. And the rain descended. There are rains in life that will descend. He didn't say, and the rain fell. The rain descended. This is descending time. The rain that can crumple roofs. It's your toy. And the rain descended. And the floods came. Flood is not nice in any way, in any form. But this one, he says, the floods came. And the winds blew. And did what? And beat upon that house. Every man's house, every house, your life will be beat upon by rains. Will be beat upon by winds. It will be beat upon by floods. How will you be after the rains and the floods and all those things have come? He says, do my word. Like Charlie, don't joke with the Bible. Don't joke with the word of God. Get understanding and stand by it. Do you understand what I'm saying? If there's anything, I'll live with you. You know, Paul was leaving the shores of uh, uh, Ephesus for the last time. He had pastored them for a while, spoken to them about so many things. So many things had happened, and he was leaving. In Acts chapter 20, verse, 30, uh, verse 32, just when he was leaving, he said to them, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Acts chapter 20. Verse 32. That was what he told them. I, comm- I leave you to God and to his word. The word of his grace. Not just any word. The word of his grace. What's the word of his grace? The word of his grace is what I've been telling you all this while. The word of God that brings you confidence and brings you ability. Grace means what? Ability. It means favor. 
the word of God that brings you favor and brings you ability. Don't listen to any preacher who, you, when you listen to a damn prince of spirit, as you are listening to the person, he's telling you about law and all those things. Do this and do that. If you don't do this, you will not prosper. If you, no. I'm, I'm showing you that you have prospered. I'm showing you that God has done everything that he's supposed to do. For, that is the grace of God. Now, do what he's asking you to do. Put the word of God to work for yourself. To see more, do more for him. Wow. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. This, did he say it's able to build a group up? It's able to build you up. And to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. All of us are sanctified. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. Look at 1 Corinthians 6, 11. And such were some of you. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. Have you seen it? All of us are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. All of us are sanctified. But amongst all them who are sanctified, there are those who enjoy their inheritance. And there are those who do not enjoy their inheritance. Those who enjoy their inheritance are those who take advantage of the word of God. I commend you to God. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. So even though we are all here, there are those who are enjoying this, their inheritance and there are those who are not enjoying the inheritance because they don't know that they even have an inheritance to start with. Let alone enjoy it. Because when they come, they will just, they come because of a friend. How can you come to church because of a friend? <laughs> it means you are not yet unye. Your brain is small. Your brain is chukumilo. I tell you. Hallelujah. It's up to you. Go back to Matthew chapter 7, where we're reading. We can only do some things for you. We can only do some things for you. Success. Come. Where is Kweku? Okay, it's okay. Success is here. My brother, come. I'm God's icon, rapping. Shout it. Carry him. Carry him. <laughs> and put him on your shoulder. Are you fine? I'm fine. Move around a little with him. I mean, he can, I mean, if he sits, if he should sit around his neck, it will be very comfortable for him. He can carry him around very easily. Please put him down. Thank you very much. Success, you can take your seat. Mango, don't go. Come back. Come back. Pastor Paula, come. Put him on your, on your shoulder like you did the first one. Try. Try your best. He's begging. I mean, you can't even begin to imagine it, isn't it? Uh-huh. No. You can say, you can give him fans as much as you want. It will never happen. Not in this world, maybe in heaven. Thank you very much. You can take your seat. Well, let's clap for them as they take their seat. We can only carry you along to a point. But after a while, nobody can carry you. Nobody can carry you. That's how the spirit is. Nobody can carry you at a point. You can only be carried for some time. Even this child can be carried for some time. Just imagine this child is sitting on Charlton's neck the whole day. Hey! I, it will not be a small thing. When you see your, maybe sometimes you see your, your mother coming from town and she's holding a small luggage. But then she has, you know, gone this way. It's like the thing is weighing her. 
When you take it, you're like, ah, it's not heavy. You don't hold this for some time. You will see that you start going like that. Huh. Five kilograms, carrying 25 kilograms around. It doesn't work. Same with the spirit. Nobody can carry you forever. You have your responsibility towards God and towards the word. And the rain descended. Look at the next verse. The guy who hears it and just forgets it. Everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man. He begins by describing what type of a person you are. Foolishness. This is a foolish man which built his house upon the sun. He's also building. Whether you like it or not, you are building something. Every day you are building something. You are building your life. Next verse. And the rain descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell and great was the fall of it. So everybody has the same circumstances, the same conditions coming. Similar. Okay? Some people have, have it very easy to get married. They'll just marry sharp like that. By child, you will see that it's not coming. He, has to put, he didn't have to put his faith to work for marriage. But he has to put his faith to work for child. Some people also have children, pop, 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 like rabbits. They just come, pew, 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 pew. Within six years, she has given birth to four boys. Like that. Yeah. Twins, of course. You have twins in there somewhere. Just come. Pew. Now, how to keep those children in the right path becomes a problem. The devil would want one to be mad. The other one to die by uh, something, somewhere. I know someone has lost two of his children. I mean, he had, he had naming ceremony, but he's lost two. One threw a gunshot. They live in America. One threw a gunshot. They shot him in his heart. Like that. He joined the gang for two minutes. They shot him. Pump, like that. The other one threw cocaine. Overdose. And then he died. Two boys. Lost. Just like that. Yeah. He, 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 had to put, he was supposed to have put his faith to work for his children to raise them properly. But he, he didn't. He forgot. He took God as... Even now he doesn't mind God much. More trouble is coming. The devil is a very foolish devil. I tell you. He's very committed to his work. He's very, very committed to his work. So you don't want to slack in any way, in any form. I tell you. So allow the Holy Spirit to lead lead you. I tell you. Like, take these things seriously. The Word, the Spirit. Okay? The Word, the Spirit. On Sunday, I'll explain to you some more. The Word and the Spirit. Dear Holy Spirit, lead me. Lead me in my life. Be active with it. I recognize your ministry in my life. Lead me. Lead me to prosperity. Lead me to success. Lead me to health. Lead me by the, by the still waters. I don't want to be led by anything. Not by myself. Not by anyone. Let me show you a scripture. Deuteronomy. My last scripture. Deuteronomy 32 from verse 9. He says, for the Lord, the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is a lot of his inheritance. So he's going to talk about Jacob. Jacob is Israel. Okay? He says, the Lord found him. He found Jacob in a desert. In a desert land. Wasteland. They, Jacob was nothing before he found God, or before God found him. It's nothing. He found him in a desert land and in a waste howling wilderness. There was nothing in his life. Then he says, He led him about. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. His eye. He led him about. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you about. Don't make moves without talking to God, without talking to the Holy Spirit. Don't just move. First of all, know that you have the Holy Spirit in your life. And recognize the fact that he's there. And recognize the fact that he's to lead you. Encourage his ministry in your life. 
by giving him the opportunity to lead you. Tell him, you are the sort of wisdom in my life. Grant me wisdom as I do this thing. Lead me in wisdom. You are the spirit of life. Lead me in life. Talk to him like that. You'll be surprised at how he, what he will do with your life, this small life of yours. He kept him as the apple of his eye. Next verse, verse, verse 11. As an eagle stared up her nest, fluttered over her young, spread abroad her wings, take them, buried them on her wings. Next verse. So the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. He says, only the Lord led him. Only the Holy Spirit led him. No strange God. He didn't allow something that someone was doing on Facebook to lead him. To do something. He didn't allow his friends to lead him. He says, only God. God alone. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, you must, the Holy Spirit wants to take charge of your life. He wants to make you a millionaire. That's the truth. <laughs> that, it's, been, it's been done over and over and over and over and over with so many people. So many people. We are not the first though. We are not the first. This thing that I'm telling you has been tried, tested, and proved more than a billion times. So many times in so many people's lives. God alone led him. How can there be 50,000 millionaires in one church? Dollar millionaires in one church. It has happened here on this earth. Yogicho's church. They, have, they are more than a million. And 50,000 of them are dollar millionaires. Not one million dollar rich. Dollar millionaires. Do you know what they do? They don't joke with their monthly prayer. Every individual, everybody goes into the mountains, into the caves to go and pray and wait on the Lord for instructions as to how he should live and what he should do. Reading the Bible, fellowshiping in the spirit, and they come out as giants to come and do things. They, and this church started, everybody was poor. The church started in 1958. After the Korean War, the Korean War ended in 1954, I think. 54, 56, thereabout. The Korean Civil War, North Korea, South Korea. When, it was one Korea. It was not North and South, it was one Korea. After the Civil War, it divided. North was controlled by Chinese and other people. They, were, they liked communism and all of that. And then the South joined America. So, uh, Seoul is in South Korea. Young Cho is in South Korea. So he started with poor people, totally poor people. All those poor people have grown over the years with the word and with the spirit. Grown. Word, spirit, prayer. You can't engage the Holy Spirit without praying. You can't engage the word without praying. The more you speak in tongues, speaking in tongues is the cross between the two. As you speak in tongues, you have more understanding. You have ability to go on. Do you understand? Yeah. How can you have 50,000 50, dollar millionaires in a church? Hey. And this was a several, it's actually, what I'm saying is about uh, 20 years ago. The record, what I'm telling you now, is 20, 30 years ago. It's not today. Long time. All the big, big things you hear, Samsung, they are all in one church. They are all in the same place. I tell you. Wow. Wow. They woo and all those things that you hear. All, every Korean thing that you can think about, they are all from one place. Normally from one place. If you pick ten of them, about eight of them will be in one church. I tell you. Because everybody decided that I'll take responsibility for my life. I'll do what the pastor is saying to do. Let me just try it for three years. If it doesn't work, I can throw it out of the window. Discipline yourself. Okay? Yeah, discipline yourself. 
learned to wait on the Lord. He alone, God alone did, led him. There was not a foreign God in sight. No foreign God. Look at the next verse. He made him ride on the high places because he allowed the Lord to lead him. The Lord made him to ride on high, on the high, on the high places of the earth. That he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock. And oil out of the flinty rock. God blessed him. Why? Because he allowed him to lead him. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Listen. Don't let anybody or anyone lead you. Do you understand? Don't do things because someone is doing them. Don't do things because someone is saying them. Whenever you want to make a move, sit down with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I need, we, need to, we are supposed to make a move. What do we do? Pray. Spend time. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Have a daily plan, a daily schedule as a Christian that from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. I am with God. I am with Jesus Christ. I'm talking to the Lord. Don't leave it open to the, to the world. What you don't plan for, you, you, what you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you fail to plan for something, it means that you have a plan to fail it. Your plan is that you fail that particular thing. Do you understand? Failing to plan is planning to fail. If you don't plan that I have one hour every morning, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., I wake up, talk to the Lord, speak to the Lord, call Abba Shabbalai, ask him, what do you want me to read in, the, in your word? Then you read. Then you pray again. And you order your, your day by speaking into your day. Today is a successful day for me. I'm going forward. Today, I do not miss my opportunities. What I'm supposed to have today, I'll get in the name of the Lord Jesus. Prosperity is mine today. I'm the righteous of God living today. Therefore, I live rightly to the glory of God today. You speak into your life. For just one hour, every day for your life. Oh, Charlie, to help you. You'll be surprised. Even our Lord Jesus did it. Jesus is the word of God to have in flesh. When he came on earth, when he came on earth, every morning, the Bible says, as was his custom, he would climb into the mountain. And go and pray. You, you are a son of God. You are God. So early in the morning, you wake up. <gasps> Lord, thank you. Thank you. The day's breast in Jesus' name. Yeah. yeah. So, so then you start making call. Some of us don't even, we don't even talk to God when we wake up. Well, as soon as we wake up, you, you take your phone. <gasps> then you see messages. Hey, I call your partner. Then what's sending me? <laughs> And then it's finished. By the time you realize the day is finished, you are sleeping again. How can you prosper? You can come to church till you die. I tell you. You will not see any good thing. He says he shall not see any good thing in his life. I tell you. Yeah, that's the truth. It's not, we are not trying to get you to come to church for numbers so that we will have glory. If we have numbers and it's just foolish numbers, what are we doing with it? Or you don't understand the message. If we have 100,000 people in the church and all of them are poor 100,000 people, what are we going to do? Everybody will be calling me. When I'm prospering, you'll be jealous. If I buy a car, you will say that it's church money. You want to kill me. <laughs> but if we are all prospering, because we are all using the word of God, when I buy a car, you buy a, you buy a car. Yeah, you will be, you'll be looking for me to buy a plane for me. You will not be coming to criticize me. That's what's going to happen. You'll be buying planes. <laughs> to the glory of God the Father. You, listen, you are banned from going, I tell you. You can only go higher and higher. You are blessed. Tell me I'm blessed. Because I know what to do now. Listen, the Bible says that he has accepted us in the beloved. I was going to read it to you. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Next verse. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Next verse. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by, himself, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse 6. 
to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. We are accepted in the beloved. I'm the beloved of God. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a covenant of the beloved of God, and I am accepted in that place. You are accepted. You are the beloved of God. And he says, such is beloved with long life, with joy, with grace. I wish I had time. I wish I had time. Rise up and just thank God for what I shared with you. Thank God for what I shared. The word of God comes with grace. Let's tap your hands right now. Receive grace. Receive grace to, to walk with the word, to walk with the spirit. To walk with the Holy Spirit and to walk with the word of God. Receive grace right now. Receive grace. Grace to be disciplined to stay with the Holy Spirit. Grace to allow the Holy Ghost alone to lead you. Grace to ha have the word of God work in your life. Grace to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Not just a hearer. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. I receive grace to be built up, Lord. Grace to be built up. The word of God will work in my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of, I'm not just a hearer. I'm a doer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. I'm not just a hearer. I take responsibility for my life. From henceforth, if I've lived with others in mind, now I'm living knowing that God has called me and given me a mandate. I have a mandate from him. I have a responsibility from him. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Talk to him right now. Talk to him right now. Receive grace. All those of you out there watching us, receive grace. Grace to do the work. When persecutions come, when tribulations come, when the rain comes, when the wind blows, you will stand strong because you are doer of the way. And you are built strong on the foundations of God's word. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you can only go up. You can only go higher. You will never fail in your life. You will never fail in your life. You will keep going higher and higher. You will keep going higher and higher. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lero glasti. Lero glasti. Lero glasti. Lero glasti. Lero glasti. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Advance on every side of your life. Increase on every side of your life. Be blessed and multiplied. Be expanded on every side of your life. The word of God will not fail in your life. The word of God will work in your life. Because your heart is a fertile soil. The word of God will produce fruits. You will produce fruits on every side of your life. In every single aspect of your life, you produce fruits. You are banned from being banned in any form, in any way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the blessings of the Lord are resting upon you. You advance. You will go forward. You will increase. You will multiply. Until you become exceedingly great. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That life of glory. That life of joy. That life of excellence. That, that God has given to you will be lived out. You will see it working in your life every day of your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are blessed and increased on every side. Blessed and increased on every side. These hands shall produce fruits. Whatever you touch shall work. Whatever you do, the work of your hand is blessed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, hey, you are increasing. No devil has that of hell can touch you. Your life is born from death. Death is born from you in any way and in any form. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus is working in your members from henceforth. You will see life and strength all the days of your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are blessed and highly favored. Even in Jesus' name, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. 
We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.